Oh, wait, no. We are. So, okay. So, I'm struggling with his headphones. Yeah, I will hit, leave me alone. Hey, that's, the, that's what she said. I'm cracking open a beer now. We're, we're doing our celebratory beers. Here, here. And the, um... What's the reason for us even drinking? Drinking and recording. I gotta work tomorrow, so I'm always drinking. Yeah, I, got, <laughs> I have to work too. But but we um we went through a little bit of a struggle just to get back at this. Just a tad. Um, die. We died down mm-hmm. because everything got upgraded. Yes. Laptop. Right. Soundboard. Soundboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, cranes. Yeah. Okay. Shock. Uh, shock absorbers. Uh. We have match- it's a tennis ball. Don't flatter yourself. <laughs> we we have matching headphones. We do. Okay. We yeah. we have uh we, we are set up. Part of the other set of upgrades was to do some of the visual stuff. Yes. That we were always talking about, which is to get this podcast live, like stream it live, and then also stream it live video and audio. Right. Okay. So. We, we just took time off. Uh, a lot of things were happening. Holidays started to kick in. Mm-hmm. You kind of rolled into school. Yep. And, you know, my, my excuse was just I kept adding other things. Right. So it wasn't uh, – we were going to record once we got the soundboard. Couldn't do that. Had to, uh, had to get different mics. Right. And then I, be- I believe I actually at that point sent back the soundboard, upgraded it. Uh, yep, yep. Because the original one could only run two mics. I said, let me do four because we're going to be doing like the movie commentaries. Yeah. So it was just like, let's just make the investment. Let's just go through everything. And then the learning curve of understanding like what the heck you're doing. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. like, that's some Star Trek shit over there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I want to push the button. Yeah. And you're, uh, we should go through alcohol. I'm drinking. Harge Cream Ale, hard, uh, Coney Island Brewing Company. Right. And yep. this yep. is this is one of my favorite. It's it's not really, I guess it's it's like a beer, but it's more like a malt. I love this. This is so freaking good. And you know, you're drinking the traditional. I got the old head. lines head going. Yeah. I was going to drink the elf one, but I got to drive after this, you so yeah. I can always drink two of these. But I can't. You know, I'm not going to waste a twelve dollar beer. That's asinine. And uh, alcohol abuse, which I am totally against. Uh, I am, I'm for alcohol abuse. I'm not well, wasting it. I'm That's, not. I'm not for abusing others on alcohol. Well, of course, but not. yeah, I, I say abuse the, the hell. You can maybe even abuse yourself. I don't know. Hey, just don't hurt people. Whatever you're into. Yeah. So yeah, so we got like there's just there's been a little bit of a gap, mm-hmm. and. I've watched a ton of movies. Oh, man. Like, There's been like, so much stuff. You have... I actively had a pile since our last recording yeah. going, and the pile got too big for me to keep. Yeah. I had to integrate it all into the shelf. Yeah. The DVDs well, I bought. That... I got a new show I'm hooked on. What's it's the, already over. What's the new show? Stand Against Evil. It was running on oh, IFC. I it was kind of like Ash yeah. versus. All right, that's that's what it looked like to an extent, but it, it's more Hansel and Gretel witch hunters, I guess. Not okay. so much focused on demons. Yeah. It, it, it's solid. It's more comedy than. It looked funny. It's good, dude. It looked funny. I, it, did you ever watch Scrubs? 
Yeah, yeah. Well, he plays that Dr. same Cox, cynical right? asshole yeah. that he was. It like he's, it's it, such a fit. He's kind of like that in everything now. But he was, believe it or not, though. I got was, a bad feeling about this, Sarge. He was like that in. Oh, is that the platoon quote? Yeah, it is. I was gonna say he was. He was kind of <laughs> like that in platoon. Mm-hmm. Like kind of like a dick, even like when Charlie Sheen's getting helicoptered away and he's like screaming at him and <laughs> pounding his chest, like. But it's. Like it's it's good. Like I guess maybe, uh, you know me with television, I, I, I didn't pick up anything. Like I watched Luke Cage. Righto. I thought Luke Cage was just fantastic. It was solid. A uh, little unbalanced for me, but definitely solid. Yeah. Well, it's it, most of, most of the Netflix Marvel shows have two seasons. Yeah. Like there, there there's two different waves of of storyline. Okay. Like Daredevil season two was, like up to the Punisher, mm-hmm. and then it was, like, post-Punisher. Right. Uh, this was, like, Luke Cage was up to Cottonmouth, and then mm-hmm. post-Cottonmouth, okay? But I, I I, just love how they kind of validated Iron Man 2 with Luke Cage, with the hammer technology. Right. Like, getting to the streets, and, oh, we have a, uh, we're just going to, we gotta put our phones away, but yeah, I just th- that that's a lot, and I I just thought that show had a flavor and attitude. No, it was definitely um, yeah, like, like Daredevil season one for me, Luke Cage, Daredevil season two, Jessica Jones. Yeah, see, I put Jessica Jones at the top, <sighs> oh, just... oh, only for the only for the the idea that it brought it really brought a character no one really knew about, cared about. Uh, they did things with the character that it's like, it's like the first time you saw this character in live action form mm-hmm. done a particular way. And everything has that, that one point, uh, you know, like the, the, the Ninja Turtles had it at one point, Superman right. had it at one point, um, Swamp Thing, you know, mm-hmm. like going back to the uh, Swamp Thing TV show. Wes Craven. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. The, the movie. Yeah. The movie. Wes Craven. Yeah. And it's just kind of like. That stuff to me captures more of my interest, rather than like a really nice Daredevil show. Even though like I think Daredevil is like a masterpiece, it's still kind of seeing something new done for the first time. No, I feel you, and I yeah. definitely loved that they got that original look in there for those couple of seconds. Yeah, that, like, yeah, with the, with the tiara yeah, and uh-huh. the, the digs. And then, and... He, he just says how stupid it looks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. I there's I I just think to, to me there's there's a very high level value, in like in seeing that like it's again it's it's like a little bit of the Suicide Squad effect right where it's just like wow like like they're really doing Deadshot well that's like, kind of why they're really doing Flag they're really doing Katana yeah that's why Legend season two is growing on me okay. season one was crap yeah everyone it, says it, it really one, got better barely. by the end especially with Captain yeah. Cold's like story arc and all. But season two's just brought in some new characters. They've changed up the roster. It, it's just, yeah. I think uh, I think a lot of times, the first season and it's, and nowadays the first feature film, mm-hmm. the the intent is just to grease the gears, right? Um, to kind of get momentum, to get a team around that project that mm-hmm. is actively thinking about it, actively. Uh, trying to make solutions for where problems. do we go from here? Yeah, and and th- like you have to start somewhere, and it, I think it's a little bit of, um, 
how like sports fans are spoiled when someone's a rookie mm-hmm. and they don't perform at a super high level and they they kind of forget that the adage for like even NFL quarterbacks was like 3 to 4 years of playing like you would like if you had a new quarterback you might lose for 3 to 4 years before that guy got good and but now like rookies are becoming like now, like in our lifetime, we'll see a rookie NFL quarterback win the Super Bowl. Oh, I believe it. Might be this year with the Cowboys, with Dak Prescott. Even though, like, I'm pretty sure he. I'm not 100 percent if he's. I kind of forget if he's a rookie, but he's he's a first time starter, which is kind of the same thing. Fair enough. Yeah, and I think a lot of times you, people get spoiled by the really good number ones, but like, and it's just funny how Civil War. And Winter Soldier, like, validated Captain America, mm-hmm. the first Avenger, so much now that people, like, more and more people are telling me how much they enjoy the first Captain America. Well, that's what's up. Okay, and for a while, you know, people would argue Captain America or Thor, which one was worse. Right. Okay? Like, mm-hmm. people were putting Iron Man 2 above both of those movies. And that's a damn shame. Yeah. Because Thor was great. Yeah, I think, I, again, I, I just think for... Um, yeah, you know, like people are. I guess there, there, there's like this conversation: is is magic? Does magic exist in the Marvel film universe, or is it just science? Well, now it kind of does. Yeah, but I, but at the same time, I just thought magic was always a form of science. Like, well, that's how like, Thor explains it, right? Like to me, it, and to me, I'm like, well, of course it's magical. There's a r- rainbow effing bridge. Like, there's literally a rainbow bridge going to your house. Yeah. So, there's no science about that. It, it's just, it's a magic idea. You have giant creatures. You have, like, uh, you have all weather, like, environments. Yeah. Like, it's, this one's just going to be ice. This one's just going to be this. And, and that's magic. Like, Pretty much. Th- those are the visuals. Like, you know, like the Chronicles of Narnia, stuff mm-hmm. like that. You know? Like, it's always... Hoth. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, the force. So, uh. yeah. So, I, at the time of recording this, we are uh, we are roughly two weeks away from, from Rogue, Rogue One. Rogue One. So, wh- where are you with Rogue One? Current. Up to date. Up to date. Like, are you excited? I'm so pumped. The way, the way I explained this to Kearns was... We still have to get Currents on the show. Right. We right. still have to get... We have to. But it, this one has me more excited. A, because there's not really many characters that they can mess with. Like, killing Han Solo still hurts for me. I get why they did it. I don't yeah. hate the movie right. because of it. <laughs> but d- this is just like saving Private Ryan in space. It is yeah. a war. It's Star Wars, finally. It's yeah. not Star Battle. It's not... It's. Urgh, it's all out gung ho, shits flying, people are dying. Yeah. And at the end of the day, I mean, do the rebels live? Do the rebels die? Who the hell cares? We don't. We don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't know them. Yeah. I have no allegiance to these people. Don't talk to me, criminal. <laughs> Real quick, to side note, talking about uh, Han Solo. So Hunter, the the kid that lives uh, across the hall, mm-hmm. he doesn't live by himself. He has a family. Right. <laughs> so, so him and his sister, they come over to feed Dallas. Okay. Uh, I don't know if we ever talked about Dallas is my cat. Very social animal. They come over to feed him. And Hunter is looking at some of the Star Wars, like my father bought me for Christmas. 
a um, like one of those Walt Disney box sets. Right, with BB-8. Yeah, so I just ripped out like the Carlo Ren, but I kept everyone kind of like in the package. (laughs) And he's looking at them. And I'm like, yeah, I was like, yeah, my my father bought me those because I just had it lying out. And I said, but, you know, I took out the Carlo Ren one because I think Carlo Ren's cool. (laughs) And the kid looks at me and and he, with a straight face, goes, Carlo Ren betrayed his father. (laughs) I'm just like, this kid's like like four or five years old, okay? And he, like, understands, like, what some of the context of Star Wars Episode Seven was. So that just cracked me up. So, yeah, so getting back to... uh, where Rogue One is, so we were. I touched on this before we started recording mm-hmm. that there was like this theory that I was very much responsive to. Right. Up until now, anyone that anyone that's ever listened to this show knows I reject all of it because mm-hmm. it, it everyone's always wrong. Um, it's fun to like go through it though it's fun to debate it's fun to even engage in what some of these theories are but like the reality is like mace windu is not snoke right we know it he's okay. not finn's father right it's none of that. i mean it would be some shit yeah. and i could cross my fingers but i wouldn't put but, money on it yeah <laughs> it's also too like I, i'm a little bit with the idea that n- not everyone in star wars outside skywalkers are related like, right. You know, like, you don't have to, like, keep crossing these, mm-hmm. these threads, which kind of leads me to, I really believe Ray is Han's daughter. Okay. Okay, because of the connection with the Falcon, that the Falcon was on her planet, um, that the guy that had the Falcon is the one that took her in that flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, the big dude you see is, like, giant pink arm. Right. And that, that planet, that system, Chewie... You know, Chewie and Han were close to it. They knew about it. They were, like, in the area looking for the Falcon. They mm-hmm. weren't too far. They just didn't go back to that planet. Right. There's there's a lot of these things, okay? And Han sees things in her that, rem- that remind him of when he was young, mm-hmm. which is why he gives her this, like, offers her the position and stuff like that. We also explain how she's Force-sensitive because it will come through, like, Leia. Um, I I think that's clear. You know, like I could be on on the outskirts of just really like thinking that I don't really know. So, but so this other theory that I, I keep alluding to, part I'll explain why it responds. Because I I never really gave much thought to Rogue One mm-hmm. within a marketing aspect, right? Or within like a marketing framework so what if rogue one is promoting something in episode eight it's very well possible people think that there's going to be a big snoke reveal in this one people think that jen urso could be finn's mom people think that jen urso could meet luke and later off screen those two maybe link back up there's tons yeah so jen jen is not because the the age doesn't match up. Fair enough. Okay, I think they've already put that out there. Mm-hmm. So, using Rogue One and maybe using these in between movies to set something up, like the Han Solo solo movie. Like, is that the next one? Is that the one that's going to be between uh, 
I believe eight, so, eight yeah. And nine? Yeah, because they're writing it now. They just cast okay. Donald Glover yeah. as okay. Lando. So possibly, like, the Han Solo Solo movie could set something up for episode nine. Right. Okay? Now, if that's the trend, like, I've re- I, I, that's just really cool. It really is. Um, it's geeky, but not too geeky. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just kind of, it's, it's, there's enough there to keep your interest. Right. Um, similar to the Marvel method to where like there's ju- there's something in every Marvel movie mm-hmm. like nowadays to kind of go to that bigger picture. It's like right. another another bean that goes into the pot. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when it comes to Rogue One in episode eight, you have the Knights of Ren. Okay. We know that the Knights of Ren existed before Kylo Ren. Mm-hmm. Okay. Rogue One, the team gets captured. They get tortured. They turn, they become the Knights of Ren. In episode eight, they'll reveal that those those guys or the what you saw in that flashback or flash forward, they'll be revealed as the Rogue One crew. And if you look into the um, the art of Star Wars Force Awakens, the mm-hmm. book, they they show you like who everyone is. Like, right. They show you like the full design. Mm-hmm. The the designs match up with characteristics of some of the Rogue One characters. Okay, like there's like a monk, which is like you know the uh, the blind guy. The blind guy. There's um, there's one called Heavy. There's like a heavy gunner in Rogue One. Like okay. I don't know like what the names are like of the of the Rogue One people. There was like there's a sniper and Rogue One has a sniper. Okay. And then there was like almost like a Mr. Fix It guy. And there's a there's a Knights of Ren that has like fix it pockets and stuff like that. Like it kinda matches up and there's one for Jen. Yeah. Mm. So if that's true Who's though Who's the Mandalorian? No, there's no Mandalorian. There is a Mandalorian. Yeah. There is a Knight of Ren wearing Mandalorian armor. Yeah, that doesn't... Like, you know what? They could be downplaying... I don't think that means anything anymore. I think that they like to use the imagery and the, the symbolism. I know they do some of that in Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. The, you watch that. I uh, watch Rebels. I never or Rebels. Oh, okay, or Rebels. Whichever newer one that's out. Well, the chick that wears it's a Mandalorian. That's, right. That's yeah. why she has the armor. Exactly, yeah. I, I think that's more understated. Only because of, well, how much they screwed up in episode two. Where the extended universe had two things at one point. They had the future of Skywalker, mm-hmm. which was Dark Empire. Oh, so a- good. Heir to the Empire, okay? Right. And then you had what they did in some of the comics. The only takeaway from the Marvel comics, which was a little bit of, like, this origin with the main Mandalorians. Now you have episode two. Like, so you had all this anticipation. Right. You know, and people were expecting some of that to be used. They they, they wanted it. Mm-hmm. Like, episode two needed it. Well, maybe we'll get some of it in the movie. Because the, the, the cartoons have covered Mandalore yeah. pretty good. But maybe these upcoming movies yeah. will go into it. I, I, or the Boba Fett movie. Yeah. I mean, if we ever get it. Yeah, I, I also think that there's a separation of, like, church and state with the TV show and 
these newer films. We shall see. Yeah, I don't think there's much of it. It's I don't think like just when it comes to like a production pipeline that there is that much of a flow with that because you know like every the transition between Lucas and Disney Mm -hmm. was in the middle of the show. Right. Like you know, and I like I always feel like they would have to start a new series, start a new show, like start over to start rolling it in and start getting, you know, the people from the movie offices crossing over. I don't like I don't know really like I, what's I think happening. It has the poten- is it vocal? I, yeah. I, I I think the potential is there. Mm-hmm. I mean, definitely. I mean, like Star Wars lends itself more to that than Marvel does. I will say that there's more potential for some of those Knights of Ren to be some of the people from the current yeah. Star Wars cartoon. Well, because a part of Forrest Whitaker's speech right. in the first trailer. Who's directly out of the Clone Wars. Yeah. His character. Right. And Forrest Whitaker's speech says when you get captured, not if. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like, is he prophesizing that, you know, because like, look, here's the thing. And this is what I mean by marketing. Why would you buy an action figure? Like, just as a kid, just as someone that you just saw in a movie. Like, you go right. to the toy store. You go to a friend's house, and he has toys that you don't. Mm-hmm. Like, why would you be excited over Rogue One figures if they all die? Right? I mean, we don't know like, if they do. Well, right. Yeah. But, but, but the, the general assumption is that this is like perfect storm. Like, you know, they're all going, like, they have to get wiped out. Well, hold on one second. Was it you and I who was having the discussion about the Botham Spies? And if that was Return of the Jedi, who many Botham Spies died to get them the new plans for yeah, the Death Star? Was, or is that in A New Hope, where she says? No, I'm pretty sure that was uh, Return. Okay. Okay. Um, But, yeah, but real quick, though, okay? You have this marketing effort behind Rogue One. Mm-hmm. A lot of the effort seems to be Death Troopers, you know, with with a little bit of like Darth Vader sprinkled in. Right. They're not really pushing like like the Rogue One character, like characters and people from the Rebellion, other than the girl. All this. Other I've stuff. seen Jen. I've seen the blind guy. I only saw one of him though. I should have picked him up. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of the um the. The Han Solo S guy, I guess, yeah, the, yeah. the one with the mustache, right? Yeah, and K two S O, right? Yeah, oh yeah, and K two S O is is the um is part of that imagery, right? Okay, so I I really don't see them like wanting to make moves for merchandising mm-hmm. with a team of people that are just going to die. Like something has to happen to them. Like it, something needs to happen. Like maybe they do live and they show up in a in episode eight. Right, some so of them could. Maybe, I mean, maybe they become something else. Maybe like, Jin's the leader of whatever planet she comes from. To yeah, um, but I really i I do think that there's something here to set up episode eight. Look, the only thing I know for sure, the only spoiler that's a hundred percent. Is Bail Organa's last scene is his last minutes of life. Oh, okay. See, I, I know that. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to figure he's at, that, like, it's clear that he's at that thing where they have the Death Star plans. And you know, 
he's on Alderaan when he yeah. gets blown up, and this is like directly before. So like you know when he leaves that meeting and goes back to Alderaan, yeah. he's only got like a well, day left. Well, here here here's a little bit of so poor Jimmy Smith. Yeah. So I've, I've been kind of updating you a little bit with just, you know, because we go back and forth a lot. Right. It's like, what are you doing? What are you, like, we're always like updating about that. So I've been watching Star Wars 1, 2, and 3 with a girl that's never seen them. Okay. And so we're up to episode 4 now. So we just watched that a couple nights ago. Um, yeah, we're, we're trying to make our way all the way through 7. Uh, and I really don't have them. I'm buying them off Amazon Prime, okay. like the Prime Instant, um, when I know she's, like, coming over because, like, again, I, I never really cared to own the DVDs after a certain point. And it's 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 fun because I haven't seen I haven't seen them in sequence through someone else's eyes, okay, which is huge. You started her at one. Started at one. See, I made see Rachel had never seen them either. I made yeah. her start at four. Okay, because I was like, I don't want you to hate Star Wars. Yeah. So, so here, here's, here's a little bit of that. The movies don't work at all, and on any level, when you start with one, right? Okay, because there's like callbacks that have no relevance. Mm-hmm. You don't know that they're callbacks if you don't know the characters, like Jabba the Hutt. C-3PO. Yeah, okay. Now, just, like, we'll gloss over that real quick, okay? Maybe we'll, I'll discuss more of that, like, another time. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's worthy of analyzing. We hit episode four. The first ten minutes really blew me away. Just over the, the, the dialogue, what they're saying. Okay, not to mention she at this point, you know, uh, this girl's like, is it's beyond her why Vader doesn't recognize R2D2 and C3PO. It's she does, doesn't even understand it. And exactly, I, I'm just mm-hmm. like, and I'm almost like, like, I, I, yeah, I, I, like, that's why I didn't do it that way. Okay? <laughs> so, but here's the thing so we all know that beginning, like, you know, we all know the, the, the opening. So, when the Imperial, when the uh, Star Destroyer locks into the Imperial or to the Rebel Blockade Runner, when it locks in, and you hear the da da you know, the awesome sound. I love those sound effects ever since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, dude. Like, it's so fucking cool. All right. C-3PO says, ah, there's no, there's no escape for the princess this time. So that means that they have a history. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, th- they've been on a couple different adventures, a couple close calls. Like, right. the princess has been, like, like the Wily Rebels covers one of them. Yeah, okay. And they also introduce a young Wedge Antilles in an episode. Okay, yeah. So here's the thing, though. So, like, Rogue One, like, I guess we know R2-D2's in it mm-hmm. because of that, that car commercial. Like, there, there's a car commercial... That it's a Jeep or maybe a Jeep, but it's a Nissan Rogue. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. Uh, um, one I had one of those as an Uber today too. It's a ah, nice car. Nice yeah, car. yeah. That's what I got. Okay. Oh, did you? I'm Black Leader now. Oh, Black Rogue Leader. One has arrived. Nice. I love hey, it. Yo, that's so funny. But yeah, so so R 2s in the movie. Like, if R 2s in the movie, C three PO has to be in the movie. At that point, yes. But at the same time, if they're in the movie. 
Leia has to be in the movie. Leia's going to be in the movie. It's going to be digitalized, digitized, like fucking what they did to make Professor X See, and Magneto. I, yeah. I don't know it either. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going to assume when Bail Organa is at that meeting... If R2 is going to be there, he's going to have his daughter there, and they're yeah. going to take separate ships. She's going to have the plans that she inevitably gives to R2. He's well, going to... Well, no, because here, here's the thing. Vader says that the planes were beamed. They were beamed to that ship. They were beamed to the blockade runner. Okay. And they followed the transmission. Ah, uh, okay. Okay, which is kind of cool. But either way, we know Bale yeah. isn't there, so but, they're yeah. going to go... But, which is kind of cool, because it's like the equivalent of the Empire, like, following an email. Yeah, pretty <laughs> or much. Or like a text message. We got the data. Yeah. It's right <laughs> like, there. It's, like, I can almost like, reach. Like, like, <laughs> like, it's just like the the funniest thing. I feel you. But, uh, Grabbing a brew. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, Do you I'll, need anything? No, I'm good. I am. I'm almost done mine, though. You know what? Might as well grab grab me another one. That's grab me another orange cream ale. Norm is rattling around the fridge. Rattling. Rat tat tat tat. Thank you, sir. You are welcome. This yeah. guy's got summer shandy and he's holding out on me. Oh, you can have that. Nah, that's good. It. Oh no, someone brought that over. A, a girl brought, brought that. No, a well, different girl brought. She's yeah. gonna be beat after she, this. No, yeah, yeah, you can you can have it, but she also brought over. Um, I think we were drinking it before. It was that that woodchuck apple cider. Okay. That tasted like apple pie. I think Rachel had some yeah, of that. Yeah, that is so freaking good. And that, that Summer Shandy, that berry one, is so freaking good. Like, beer today, or even stuff that's supposed to be like beer, it's it's becoming Snapple. Pretty much. For loco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for loco. I miss you. So, yeah. So, anyway. So, like, maybe we'll, uh, down the road, we will do more of a Rogue One discussion. Definitely. We're, we're mostly... I guess part of the intent right now. Is have just you? To, yeah. Before we totally get off of it, have you seen that weird little Ewok dude manning the gun yeah, in the trail? So I'm funny. so excited yeah, to see that so, guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I, for whatever reason, my eyes just focused uh -huh. on him in that trailer, and uh -huh. I was like, I hope he's part of the yeah. crew. <laughs> dude, they, I, I really like what they're doing with like the other species and the mm -hmm. other aliens because, and it's a little bit of similar to what they're doing with the Star Star Trek movies, right? Where it's it, like they're just fun yeah the technology's there let's play it up guys yeah. it's not women in green with friggin yeah, wax antennas anymore it's just fun there's like a payoff when they're on screen when they interact mm -hmm. and i think people have been yearning for that yeah and i think that's the one thing that the the star wars and i would say even star trek is probably doing right more than like like any other franchise, any other like entity, maybe outside Guardians of the Galaxy. I but, almost wonder if it's all side effects from Face Off running on sci fi. Mm -hmm. Like people just seeing those random alien episodes and saying, shit, why aren't we doing this? Yeah, I think, I think there's, there's a little bit of that. I think there's a little bit more too of like Hollywood always cross sold the process with the product. They right. always, I remember like waiting. Like up to like waiting up all night when I was younger to watch some of the HBO behind the scenes for movies, mm -hmm. and they would only be like fifteen minutes long. Not even they're like yeah, nine. and they were just running between things. And yep. I would like just wait. 
yep. wait to watch them, wait to watch them. And now, again, I think a lot, a lot of people are just spoiled. Right. Just, okay, and they, these DVDs, like, not so much the internet, but what the DVD era did with selling the process. Mm-hmm. And then, like with anything, they, they almost, like, burned it to the ground while they were building it up. Right. Because everything became... Like, everything became a commentary. Everything became a behind-the-scenes. When... the And there was too much of it. You, mm-hmm. didn't, you didn't catch the good ones. Right. You maybe, like, uh, more bad commentaries than insightful ones. Uh, some of them had multiple commentaries. I remember, like, even, like, I think the Fight Club had five or six or four. Oh, yeah. Like, I have I, a couple of my screen factories have like yeah. with the cinematographer, with the stars and the actors, yeah. with the stars, the actors and the director, with much. the producer and the director, yeah. with the producer on the producer's cut. It's just like yeah, too much. I don't even listen to the regular commentary. Yeah, it's just too much. <laughs> it really is. And I just think yeah. So may, maybe some of it too was just like this, like appreciation of creation new ideas, having fun, mm-hmm. and nothing really lends itself to that just rather than Star Wars and, and Star Trek. There are some commentaries that I do want to listen to, though. Oh, some of them, are, I still think the best commentary, okay, the mm-hmm. best DVD commentary, number one, Spawn. Okay. Because the guys that made that worked for Lucas. Okay. They got kicked out. Ah, they're the guys that broke off into their own branch and yeah, well, they 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 broke into his office. They they tell you the the story. Okay. The I think I've heard this story they, before. They break into his office. They start drinking his alcohol. Okay. Like his bourbon, his whiskey. I think one of them was like a 200-year-old bottle and they're just like hamming it up, making fun, fun of, of him. him. And okay. it's recording, right? It's recorded. Right. I, I've heard kick, this yeah. story. Yep. And they, they kick the guys out. That's why the name of the production company is... It's like is, Skywalker Rejects or something. No, right? it's it's uh, Bane from the range. Okay. Okay. And it's just funny how, like, those guys still directed Spawn. Right. And Spawn, the, Spawn was a coveted property. Like, Spawn was, like, a major deal. The, that was... The next crow, the next turtles, mm-hmm. the next every like Spawn was going to be like a Mickey Mouse, like household right. name. So I don't know. I don't like did the right guys get the project? I don't really know. I really don't care. But that it valid, it adds value to the movie because the movie now is a testament to these guys, like sticking to their guns, doing things their own way, like having having a shot of doing something great, like delivering big. Right. Didn't work out that way. But at the same time, it's just like, dude, and dude, these guys are in the commentary. They're, they're just like, and they're kind of busting on the movie too. Like they tell you like, oh, we had no money for that. Like we had nothing for mm-hmm. that. But you're watching it. It's on screen. Like it still got done. It, it does. I think it does raise the appreciation for Spawn. My, Fair enough. My second favorite one is Armageddon. I was going to say that one's up yeah, there. Where Ben Affleck starts making fun of the movie. Right. And it's he's making fun of the movie. And doesn't, like, Michael Bay go on, like, a tirade in that commentary yeah. about Ben Affleck? Yeah, he kind of, like, <laughs> it's kind of, like, a little cannibalistic. And But I'll tell you one thing. To me, though, it, it it's, like, that's the nature of the movie, though. Like, it kind of, he's, like, Ben Affleck is a little bit like AJ 
like he is in the movie, mm-hmm. but he's like that during the commentary. It's it's like the commentary crosses over. <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. And I'm not really sure like what other ones stuck with me. Like the the I want to watch the Goonies one because I hear I just hear crazy things about it. Like it's very clear that no one on the cast really likes Sean Astin because okay. he comes in late to the commentary and the mood changes. And when he leaves early, the mood changes back. And, like, there's just so, like, I hear great things about the awkwardness of him being in the room with everybody. Yeah. (laughs) And apparently the same thing happens in The Lord of the Rings, too. There's a couple, like, weird Sean Astin moments. He he might be a difficult kind of guy to work with, potentially. Like, you know what, though? He is a, um... Which I'm not knocking. I'm not knocking at all. Everyone's got their quirks. You're an artiste, if you will, so you can be <laughs> difficult. Christ, Christian Bale still works, and he threatened to, like, skin a guy's scrotum alive or something. I don't know. But. Yeah, but, you know what? I, I am, I back uh, that that whole, like, moment for, for Bale because when when people don't realize the real difficulties of acting right oh yeah i don't deny like you do the same scene 60 times yeah and it's the same redundant can yeah, you be and, a little louder can you be a little quiet yeah, and some, a little more forceful i need more yeah. anger behind like you and sometimes you you work all right 12. it's great from camera a now we need it from camera b exactly Reset. like so, it, so sometimes you work um 12 18 hour days people don't realize that back in the days of film and I'm pretty sure, like, just touching on the Christian Bale thing, mm-hmm. Terminator Salvation, that was the uh, movie right. for that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Mick G shot that movie on 70 millimeter. Like, he shot it on film. Okay. Because, and he, he washed it through silver when they developed it to give it, like, this tinge. Okay. Like this, like um, like the Matrix green that has silver. Yeah, like it had, like he he wanted it to have this, like he he had a way of describing it. And so when you're shooting on film, mm-hmm. you're subject to what's in the load. Right. Sometimes you can only shoot for like two or three minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. And you do that, then they have to reload. Right. And then they have to check. They have to check the camera. There's no hairs in the gates. You verify the lighting, you know, like like multiple people Film have light is meters. expensive, yeah. So you have to. So you're like stop and go. Mm-hmm. Your job is to be a character. Your job is to sell that character. The only way to sell it is to make it authentic, right? Meaning that you have to kind of live it. Yeah, you know, like and this is why a lot of actors just lose their marbles mm-hmm. because you're in someone else's mind. Exactly. Okay. Constantly. And again, people want to act like it. Like this is why Hollywood is goofy. This this is why it's it's the type of town it is. Mm-hmm. That Christian Bale outburst, like a hundred percent of the time, I'll bet you that that he gave that guy a couple passes oh yeah i'm sure okay and fucking snapped and he's also playing john connor leader of the resistance so you gotta fit like that was maybe it wasn't totally off and he's yelling at one of his soldiers for fucking up i don't know is how like when when that movie didn't hit what would you compare that to what do you mean like 
Would you compare it to Batman versus Superman not hitting? No. Would you compare it to Matrix Reloaded not hitting? Maybe. Okay. Even though because Terminator 3 was... Like, didn't have the impact. So, yeah. like... The, like the, it, it was still a beloved franchise that had solid entries that re Like, it amped you up and got you excited. And then it just shit the bed. Yeah. And it had all this history to play with and to build with. Like, it, it, that movie should have honestly just been Genesis. And it's a shame that that one failed. Why? Well, I hate that... Yeah, so do you have any problems with Genesis? I actually really liked it. Yeah, I, I'm not saying I, it's I, like by I, far I spent, great. I spent a, about a week not I, watching it, but having it on and, and listening to it. I could do one, it. two, and three like a perfect trilogy where yeah. none of the movies are unbearable, like Spider-Man. Yeah, I 3. mean, like like three's three's great because it it commits at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, I'll give you that. Like, it was just such a Bitch, but like, uh, all right, you couldn't get you couldn't get Linda Hamilton back, so well, you give her leukemia and kit. Like, well, it's come not, on, it's not even, but you know what? Like, we're kind of we're we're used to characters dying off screen, and, and why? Well, at least there was an explanation, whatever. But at the same time, I think the big problem with three, the big problem, too much daytime, too much during the day. If you look at if you watch Terminator, <laughs> when things start ramping up when the action starts happening. Like, you know, mostly, like, you know, third act. Right. Nighttime. Mm -hmm. Terminator 2, nighttime. Right. I, I think you have an ingrained expectation. Termin when Terminator 3 hits, they're doing these really big set pieces in the middle of the movie during the broad daylight. It kind of interrupts, like, what you're expecting. Okay? Because, look, at the end of the day, you want new things, mm -hmm. but you also want comfort. You want that balance. Right. This is why Force Awakens worked. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, you know, in my opinion, too, like, this is why, like, Independence Day Resurgence worked. I still have to see that one. You haven't seen Okay. No, I haven't seen that one yet. We, we really should sit, sit down and watch it because I, again, watched and listened to Did that. Did you movie. get around to Doctor Strange yet? I have not seen Doctor Strange. Yeah. Haven't seen. Excuse me, everybody. Yeah. I gotta. I gotta. Oh, well, hey, throw can, this hockey puck. Keep, yeah, keep. keep uh, and there is a hockey puck on the table. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, everybody knows. Well, keep keep in mind. If I'm sure you, you remember, but I was late to Civil War. Right. Also, no, I know I was, you were supposed to see it with John. Yeah, I thought you were seeing Doctor Strange with John. That was your game plan. Mm -hmm. Yeah, John sometimes has an erratic schedule when uh, he cancels or indicates that something's not going to happen well that's what happened with the road yeah. one but tickets wait, wait. well here here just so you're I, aware well here here here's the thing i had a chance to see uh dr strange a couple weeks ago mm -hmm. maybe like two weeks ago <laughs> and I'll, I'll tell you what happened i'll tell you what this this is a good story good story so i've been dating this one girl she's african-american okay right and you know we just uh hang out drink a lot drink a lot of whiskey um, she's a formal, former bartender, former like fitness trainer, rocking body. Okay. Like all around like sexy girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, we just have a great time when, when we do things and yeah, we, so like, you know, we just go out and, uh, yeah, like just drink all night, eat all night. Like we'll come back here. She'll spend the night. And the last time we did that. Uh, I woke up and I put on Batman vs Superman Extended Edition because she was she was sleeping she was knocked out and I said let me let me put it on 
and just start taking some notes because we've been going back and forth about doing like a like a dedicated segment or podcast or like something to where we go we, we go through that movie scene by scene right and i still think it's uh, uh, side note someone just saw it i they i've been texting that person back and forth now for like four days explaining things i believe it like they don't understand like what the flash was who he was how he got into the dream what the dream was <laughs> like all of these things and i'm just <laughs> have you watched that with the commentary yet no, no, I, I I don't get DVDs. I only get the I only get them off Amazon. I'll bring you my Blu-ray. Uh, you so, can check it out. So she, a couple of weeks go by. I I got busy with work, <laughs> and you know her and I were always like touch and go. And she shoots me a message out of nowhere, and she's like, "Hey, do you want to go see Doctor Strange?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah! Like let's go." So we pick a Monday. Uh, that's the day that she like she works at a hospital now, or like at front desk okay. and that was but she works like 12 12 hour shifts like three days a week so she gets off and she's like i'm off on monday and i said great so a couple of days go by donald trump wins the election <laughs> okay okay mm-hmm. and nowhere this girl shoots me like and it was like eight o'clock at night who did you vote for and i said well, I vote because I'm registered in New Jersey, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, you know, like I support Trump. Now, this should not be a surprise to her. You now, I have a Donald Trump bookshelf mm-hmm. or like book area, and I, yeah, you know, like I'm I'm an, like very animated about uh, the art of the deal being my very like one of the first books I ever read when I was in middle school. Um, to like how that book is just filled with great things. Mm-hmm. Most of his books are okay, and I actively read them. I've read uh, nine of his like sixteen books. Okay, okay, no, no surprise. Okay, uh, I don't back everything he said or how he said them. No, I think how he said them. Okay, but whatever. So, like, I say, I say that to her. I said I support Trump, and she goes, well. I'm checking everyone in my phone who they voted for. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. And I'm like, well, like, that's that. And then she goes, well, I don't know how I feel about that. And that's just where I left it. <laughs> I'm like, that's it. Like, didn't respond. I almost said back to her, like, when you learn to judge people by their character, mm-hmm. like, let me know. Okay. I it. Like, don't marginalize. Like, she marginalized me. I which is, you. like, it's essentially what people think Trump does. Right. Which is like true, real hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Now, like everyone talks about hypocrisy. Like they, they point it out, it's, it, they use it to validate things. It's different when you see it in your like life and it happens and no skin off my back though. Right. Okay. So here, quick, quick little like skid side note. Three girls, three girls like cut, like, not cut me off. I just, like, just kind of was like, oh, my God. Like, no. Okay. Th- <laughs> there was another two that flipped out. Okay. And uh, so, to me, so far, the Trump presidency uh, helped me clear some of my... Crazies out of the... Uh... Yeah. Helped me clear <laughs> some of my daily text threads out. Okay. 
Um, so he immediately started working for me. Okay, but that was that was my my second shot to see Doctor Strange. Now, you know, ju- just to touch on it though, I'm really happy, super excited to w- w- what that movie is. Mm-hmm. Like it is a landmark movie. People just seem to love it. People oh, who I dude. know don't like superhero movies decided to go see it. They're texting me. They're saying, I saw Doctor Strange. Asking me questions. You know, like I'm, I'm responding. Um, that movie seemed to capture the imagination. I believe it. Okay. It, the, the opening box office outdid the new Harry Potter. Okay. Which, again, like fantastic. Didn't it? Um, it's also the, uh, the highest gross in first installment of a Marvel yes. movie now, too, right? Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. So there's something about that. It's greatness. Okay, yeah. I've never done shrooms in my life. If I ever do them, I'm watching Doctor Strange <laughs> when I do them. Because <laughs> it's going to be a fun trip. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, and it, it's I've it really ignites someone like the magic that is the Marvel movies. Right. The, there is a magic. There's a whole new layer now. Yeah. And it's well, great. Yeah. The, the, my favorite thing, and I was, this had me doubting Doctor Strange so hard. Now, I'll be the biggest naysayer of myself right now. Yeah. I saw those buildings folding in on themselves, and I was like, ugh, yeah. deception. We, we, we have you go- here saying that. Right. Exactly. Yeah. This is going to be horseshit yeah. redundant. Dude, that is such a small fragment yes. of what is going on. Like, I immediately, like, I will eat crow on that. Mm-hmm. I, that is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Yeah. And it's. Well, that's that's a little bit of what I was trying to tell you that Doctor Strange is so deep and vast. Right. Why? Well, I, that, I that, Leading up to the movie, for the past year, I'll say for the past year, I've at least read three Doctor Strange, like. I read Dark Dimensions. Okay. The the old yeah. school one. I read The, the Oath. The Oath. That's like the absolute best. Right. One. And then yeah. I read a crossover with Spider Man, mm. where it's like the two of them. Yeah. And he has this fun little banter where like fucking Spider Man says something along the lines of like the Harry has to go Arthur or whatever. Yeah. He's, and then he's like, "Would you?" And he breaks down like the full spell for it, I guess. Yeah. And it's so hardcore. Like it should be metal lyrics. It really just should be. There's, there's the soul-consuming graps of Hogarth, the Dark. Like it's (laughs) just so out there. I, I, I feel that Doctor Strange is the type of character that can be in everything. Right. And he doesn't even need a sequel. Mm -hmm. Like he, uh, he could just fill in. Yeah, I think he, he's, him as a comic character kind of always worked best that way mm-hmm. uh th- this is kind of why he really hasn't had a sustainable solo series in right a lo- long time I pairs mean, up with people he helps yeah, out here he jumps in there. like he he was huge in the their illuminati stuff that mm-hmm. they were doing um yeah like i i think the modern marvel has used him better than ever Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, now he's totally revamped. He's got a battle axe. He can kick ass without Wong kicking ass for yeah. him. Like, he, he's more capable now and yeah. a fighter, not and, and, just a... And right now, too, they're, they're using him a little bit more as a, like, dark investigator or dark guy that people go to. Like, maybe, like, John Constantine-ish. I was just going to say they made him their Constantine. Yeah. They re, re- dubbed him. Yeah. it's What happened? Is that... 
Was that like a TV show? It was. It's already canceled. Already Don't get me started. Canceled. But the guy who Why, played. Why was it bad? I, I, I'm one of the reasons it got canceled. I refused to watch it when they got rid of the smoking and NBC had it on at a shit night at uh, a shit time. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. you see, I would always be able to watch Grimm, which I still watch. Mm-hmm. And then me and Rachel would go to the bar because Grimm would end at 10 and Constantine oh. would come on and we'd be heading out the door. So, like. Yeah. But the guy who played him is doing the voice of Constantine in the Justice League Dark animated uh, movie. Okay. Yeah. And he does a guest spot on Arrow mm. where they actually like yeah. have him smoking the cig and like kind of an F you to NBC yeah. for saying no, no. It's just kind of like they have to. Because the... I don't even think he's dying in the NBC. Like his whole thing is like he knows he's condemned. But he has his whole life to make yeah. up for. Like they, that's kind of a major part of the character. Mm-hmm. Is he's on borrowed time. Well, and he, hey, I think I think it's it's uh, a major part of Wolverine, Ben Grimm, Gambit smoking. I think it's a part of those characters. Right. You can't picture Wolverine without a cigar. Yeah. Like uh, it's even just kind of like Nick Fury. Okay. Mm-hmm. The white Nick Fury. Yeah. Right. Well, the black one they never really portrayed that way. So. The same Jackson one. So yeah, but you know, yeah. David Hasselhoff's a cigar chomping son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> but so it's I I think there's there's something to that. I I don't think it people know so much now about smoking. Like right. it, you're not like you're not tricking people into smoking. You're not selling it. Yeah, people, no, it's people, character flaws. People know the danger of it. Um, but you know, like it's just funny. It's like alcohol is okay, but smoking's not right. They're both destructive, like they're both evils. Um, technically, you can argue like, like a fast food like McDonald's is evil. So yeah. when these characters <laughs> go to McDonald's like places, mm-hmm. like or they're eating potato chips. Okay, like obesity is the worst epidemic. Like mm-hmm. that's the real like struggle out there. Like yeah, that, you let me know when you see Cap using some heroin, and then we'll have a problem. Yeah. I just yeah, and I just really, it, I just really think it, it it like I understand the move, right? But at the same time, like it's almost like like in the Marvel movies, they took away Tony's alcohol, mm-hmm. and they, he has like post traumatic stress syndrome mixed with like extreme ocd right like, like they, yeah. they, they really they made i him, don't like to be handed they, things they made him like break mentally mm-hmm. almost um you know like civil war was like you know like people knocked the plot point that uh d- this woman walks up to tony stark and changes his mind so quickly um in that movie they're like oh well he just uh, he's concerned about this freaking kid and doesn't and it's almost like but he's a broken character right like he is broken well his whole thing is i'm not manufacturing weapons i don't want to take a lot and yeah. he still inevitably through ultron ended up taking another life yeah so I, it, I, right i i i i think um which every, that movie's not as bad as everyone says it's not great Oh, what, Age of Ultron? Yeah, yeah but it's... it's, it's no, a, Age of, look, compared to Batman vs. Superman, oh, Age, of Ultron, look, Age look, of Ultron is never, so much fun to watch. Never, ever again to me compare a Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> movie to a DC Extended movie. Yeah. No, there's no comparison. DC has dropped the ball. They're doing everything yeah. they can to fix it. So, But they're, they're just... Stop trying to play catch-up and just sit down and do it right. Yeah, so... So, Age of Ultron to the side, real quick. So, back to my friend text messaging me. Mm-hmm. Back to me. So, I tell him, like, who Darkseid is, because I have to. Right. I send him pictures. 
like this is and i'm like it's pronounced s-i-d-e like because it's it's spelled s-c-i-d mm. like so, so it's like dark seed right but, yeah so <laughs> so <laughs> i'm telling him all this stuff and he goes oh okay because well then dark side's the villain in justice league in the next movie and i'm like no it's it's steppenwolf, steppenwolf. right it's like i'm a picture of steppenwolf and then dude he immediately fires back because why don't they have dark side as the villain <laughs> if they're if they're doing the sequence if right. they're setting it up and i just wrote back i'm like i don't know <laughs> like i can't marvel already did Thanos, we I can't, can't follow I can't their even, formula. Yeah, I can't even like explain that to him, which is the funniest thing. It was like, uh, you know, the funniest exchange. It's and, really a shame, especially because Ben Affleck was not a bad Batman, yeah, and Henry Cavill yeah. is not a bad Superman. Well, here, here, here's the thing though: that movie got not a fan got, of Ezra Miller. Got though. got a couple monologues right with Bruce Wayne. Right. Okay. Now, oh, like. The actual yeah. not not to change the subject, yeah. but it's still Batman. Have you seen the the Cape Crusaders Return? No, it's oh, I, I know you've been, God, you've been it, excited. It, I picked it up. It was like ten dollars on Amazon Prime, or it it's, might have been a little bit less on uh, on some of their Black Friday sales. It starts out horrendous. Okay. It's absolute garbage. Yeah, but it gets better as it goes to the point where all of the '66 villains pop up, minus mm-hmm. Two Face, who's going to be in the sequel with William Shatner doing the voice. Okay. But there's a point in the movie where it's the standard four rogues from the TV show. Penguin, Joker, Riddler, and Catwoman. Yeah. And Adam West is kicking her asses because he's kind of gone bad a little bit. Yeah. And he hits Joker and he goes, you want to get nuts? Let's Uh, get nuts. Yeah, that's funny. And then he hits Penguin and he's like, you don't get it. I'm the surgeon and this is my opera. Like, they just give him all the iconic lines. Yeah, that's funny. And it's just great to hear Adam West saying this shit. That's funny, yeah. I mean, it's, um, Norm's stepping away real quick. What, you getting another beer? Yeah, you want one? No, I'm I'm still working on number two. Pussy. Oh, man. Language. We we should start doing this with a uh, ice cooler next to us. We should. So we don't have to get up. It's all right. I can throw the empties away. Yeah, as long as, hey, you know, part of this is sitting down and having a good time. Norm's also busting bottles. He's cleaning up. He doesn't even do this in his own house. Yeah, so. Hey, you supply the beer. I could clean up the empties. Okay, so speaking of DC Extended You. Where are you with Suicide Squad Extended Cut? I I was thoroughly excited for it until I've seen all of the... Well, I haven't seen the videos, but I've heard a lot of people talk about A, B, and C is still cut from the movie. Here's all the Joker stuff from the trailer that's not in the Extended yeah. Cut. Well, yeah, I, I, I just want more Leto. Yeah, I really liked I, him. I don't think... I didn't love him, yeah, but I, I really liked I him. I don't think you're going to get that because it's not the first movie to do that and right. like i really think it's like anally nitpicking no it, it, but it's you know as long as the dvd comes with deleted scenes with yeah. all of this shit or that, it doesn't matter like, like i don't think that I even just, i don't think it, it even matters because like it's like i'm the, gonna pick it up and watch it i like, don't hate suicide the, squad it's a it, it, the way that i just said saving private ryan is battlefront in or rogue one in space Suicide Squad is a comic book expendable. It's expendables with superheroes. 
Like straight yeah, up, it's, just it's really the dirty dozen. Like a crap yeah. action movie that you just go so, into it for the. So, I'm gonna drink some beers. So and watch here, this shit. here's the thing. So when it comes to that extended cut, I think one one of like when people really started to drill into what they thought some of these like motivations were of the Joker mm-hmm. versus Harley, when when he tells her. You know when when he's he 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 asks her like you know, like would you live for me? Right. She says yes, and then she jumps into the vat of um, Axis chemicals. Okay, and he he walks away. Okay, mm-hmm. he walks away, turns around and ju- jumps dives in. in. Okay, so that scene now is more impactful it's actually like a legitimate moment of the joker it's like it's is his most emotional moment have it, you seen the extended cut yeah okay so yeah. you got it did yeah i have okay. it here yeah yeah but it came out like a week before I mean, i've been de- yeah i've been debating getting the steelbook from best buy because it looks great he loves steelbooks just buy it dude they totally fuck me though because now they're charging me 32 dollars because it's a 4k steelbook instead of a uh, blu-ray that yeah. comes with the blu-ray and the dvd yeah. and a digital so, copy yeah. but they, there's no just blu-ray did you look for that for at all it. on black friday it wasn't out yet that's coming out like this week on DVD. Yeah, see, that's why I was just like getting things digital. I, I've had that literally for a month, mm-hmm. and I'm so surprised. I I feel bad. DC I, always does it. Marvel never does, and it's yeah. because DC needs to recoup that much. So they I do. can wait. Yeah, like I can so, wait. So here here's the thing. So a lot a lot of commentators um really knocked that scene because like it really didn't fit. Like the Joker walking away, jumping back in. Didn't have volume, didn't have like right. body to it. It's, it, yeah. So, so here's the thing. So, you know about the scene with Harley on like the motorcycle, okay? Like that was some of the, the trailers where she like holds a gun to the Joker, right? Okay. So that scene like builds up the Joker, okay? Okay, because you just really see that he's he he owns her. Mm-hmm. He's dismissive of her. You don't see, like, in the anime series, there was, like, this pleasure that the Joker got with, with Harley. Right. There, there was a power, okay? Mm-hmm. So you don't really see so much of the pleasure, but you see, like, the power that the Joker has, okay? Uh, he has, like, a couple good lines. Okay. Okay? In that scene, comparable to, like, um, Heath Ledger defining his Joker as, like, chaos, uh this Joker, the Suicide Squad Joker, defines himself as an idea. He's an idea. You can't fall in love with an idea. You can't love an idea. And Harley Quinn's like, you know, a gun doesn't scare you, but your heart does. Okay. So then I think a couple of things happen. It, it goes back to, like, another flashback. Okay. Because, like, when they're marching through the city, it, it triggers Harley's flashbacks. And Harley... At that point, with this cut of the movie, see, like, she's, you see, like, her love for him, like, with the timing of those flashbacks. Right. To where she, she's risking her life. She's endangering herself. Shit's happening around her. Like, it's getting serious. She can't stop rehashing him. Okay. She is, like, almost, like, calling him. It's, it's, it's very well done. Okay? So... 
we go back to that scene now. Okay, Harley is in the chemicals. She she falls into the Axis chemicals. Joker's walking back, and he stops, pauses, right? Takes I think he takes his jacket off mm-hmm. and jumps in. So at that point, th- this is what I mean about like the only true emotional moment that the Joker's ever had on film. Mm-hmm. He at that point he has fallen for her. He has fallen in love with Harley. That's that moment is when he's fall, he falls in love. He he now enters into the chemical acid with her. He he um, baptizes himself as he's baptizing her. They're baptized together. But he makes that turn because at that point uh, he he knows like the solution. Like he knows the answer. Right. You don't get that without the scene where she holds a gun to his head. Okay. So going from there. Yeah. Two things. With the Harley Quinn movie being announced and confirmed moving forward with Margot Robbie, do we A, think that there's a chance that Jared Leto's Joker is going to come back for that? Or do we B, think that Jared Leto could come back for Batman solo movie? Or do we think he shit-talked himself out of the role and they're going to bury him? No, I, I, he has got to be in everything. I hope so, because I really did enjoy. He, I I like Jared. When I heard he got the role, I was excited. Yeah, because he's just a great actor. He's well, a great music. He's a talented guy. Yeah, he. So I knew he. Yeah, it, it's it's not even that too. He actually has a Joker look, and he Jack Nicholson. Um, Heath Ledger. He had the smile. Jack had the like, smile. He yeah, had Jack, the attitude. Well, Jack, Jack had it, but at the same time, it's like even still, when that was announced, hey, people, hey, no one, never, yeah. rub another man's rhubarb. Yeah, <laughs> no one was sold on Jack Nicholson being the Joker. They were like, "What the, f- like, what the f is this? Like, it what? No, it's it's not like, but at the same time, though, it was so new, so it was like whatever. Right. By the time Heath Ledger came around, people were like. WTF? Like, what yeah. is this? I was like, one of them. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Ten yeah. things I hate about you. Yeah. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Night, Night's Tale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, so, oh, yeah. Rick von Lichtenstein. But, but Jared, like, fit. He he visually fit in my eyes. Like, I can see it that. was an easy pick. It was a slam dunk. I think what they did with him. Like what they let him do is just, it's just awesome. Do yeah. they cover Harley Quinn having a tattoo parlor in the extended cut? No. Damn. No. Damn it. Yeah, but Damn it's it. but it's it, look. I don't know. Like you, you can't have like everything. No, I feel like you, you can't. You know, cause, no, I know. Like, I know. I just watched. That um, might have been too close to the Expendables, in all honesty, because Mickey yeah, Rourke has the because tattoo of, parlor. Yeah, yeah it, it explains how all those guys have crazy tattoos. But it's it's kind of like... Because yeah, they're fucking expensive. Yeah, it's kind of like... There's only a few movies in my eyes that work longer. You know, like that they... That it works when they've added the new material, okay? When I want to see the Martian extent cut. I have I have, it, have yet to see that. I don't just I'm kind of don't like Matt Damon anymore. I'm so sick of him. I'm not a big fan of him either. But yeah, The Martian just, was a really good yeah, movie. Yeah, he just kind of like he's he said so many stupid things. I just can't deal with it. Like 
I can barely deal with Ben Affleck, honestly. I barely can deal with that. Um, like, I would have been fine if Batman vs. Superman, like, really tanked and, like, they were done with him. I, I like, was hoping they, for it they, for the if, longest if they time. George Clooney's him, I was fine with that. But at the same time, though, I did think he was a good choice. But it's, yeah, I haven't seen The Martian. Like, maybe, yeah, maybe The Martian sells, but. Uh, that was Ridley Scott, right? Yeah. Okay, so another Ridley Scott movie, Kingdom of Heaven. Okay. With uh, I'm not a fan. With, with like Orlando West. Bloom. Okay. Yeah. So the the director's cut of that mm-hmm. is is one of the best. Okay. Okay. Did Ridley Scott do? Oh shit. The King Arthur with Clive Owen. No, that was, um, Anthony Fakwa, I believe. Oh, uh, Anton. Anton. Fakwa from Training Day. Mm. I almost wanted to say Antoine Fuqua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, here here's the thing. You have the aliens extend the cut, mm-hmm. which at that point <laughs> favors the arguments against aliens versus predator about the incubation period because it actually speeds up the incubation period. Uh, if you watch the timeline when new parents right get, get it, and then the whole colony's gone. Yeah, yeah. it's like it, you're almost like oh, okay, AVP kind of has it right. Now that also makes Alien the only exception, like where there's an extended period of time before the gestation. Have you been following the Covenant stuff? Uh saw a couple set photos. The teaser poster I thought was. Yeah, you know, it was good. It was great. So you, you know, haven't been following the, the story. The one stuff. that says run. No, it, um, I just like that Danny McBride's in it. Yeah, this is his first dramatic role. I He's openly said like, "This is I, my first role playing." I don't care. I just. No, I, I'm excited. He needs to be. Uh, so you haven't been following the story stuff. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Really, I don't know anything. Do you want to know shit? Because I've been following. Yeah, but closely. Well, well, real quick. So the other movie. That I wanted to get to that works longer mm-hmm. is Return of the King, Lord of the Rings. Okay. The 4.5 hour long one. Yeah, I, I have all the yeah. original four disc, 12 yeah. hour. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the Return of the King works so freaking well because a lot of the stuff that was left out is really like, you know, like the, um, like the Witch King Let fighting Gandalf. Start by saying. I've never seen the theatrical for that because okay. I never saw those in theaters. Yeah. I only got those four disc extended editions, yeah. so I couldn't tell you that. Di- like that's the one that I've seen. Yeah. Like the Return of the King might have been the last midnight show that really I thought mattered because it was a three year anticipation to see that movie. Mm-hmm. Like everything was building Lord of the Rings for three straight years. Um, and just knowing that it was like a long, it was, uh, it was longer than the other two to begin with and like kind of what the story was and what they were, you know, like if you were familiar with the books, I feel it like, make it, that makes was, sense for for me. It was Harry Potter. Yeah. There was like, a lot it, there. Yeah. While it wasn't the length, like that was yeah. the most but real quick. Are you, are you caught up with hunger games? Oh uh, yes. Okay. I, I think hunger games, like. The Mockingjay 1 and 2 are, like, awesome. See, I don't really like Mockingjay 1. I yeah. love Catching Fire in the first one. Yeah. Those Mocking, last two just... Mockingjay... Like, the, my only problem with Mockingjay 
is I and I know is faithful to the book is that she gets away with killing. Like the, what she does at the end, that she kind of like goes off and somewhat tries to have a normal life. Like at that point, like society has like crumbled. Like she's just openly assassinated someone. I I just the way how the movie plays it out. I I am by that she would just be able to walk and and be let go. Like it's 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 almost like. Like it makes no freaking sense. I feel you. But up until that point, though, it's it's a legitimate cat. The whole like, if you go back and watch those movies with it being like a little bit of a Tom and Jerry like cat and mouse game with her and Snow, it you know like when Snow sees the assassination and he lets out that that laugh like that mm-hmm. relief, like it, to where like he was right the entire time. Right. Like, Snow was right the entire time. And you're always just, I'm like, dude, I'm like, they fucking, like, they really should have changed some of that ending. Like, I still, I, I even feel like by the end of the Harry Potter movies, they should have maybe had different deaths. You know, j- just to give the audience something new. I feel like with Return of the King, like, they should have had different deaths at the end the of that movie. The problem with Harry Potter, it's not that they should have had different deaths. It's that the last movie should have actually shown the deaths. Like, you took all this time yes. to make the movies yes. more and more... I, I, I agree with that. Like, yeah. more and more mature. Right. And when it's time for the wall to crash down on Fred or George and crush them, yes. you don't do it. When it's time for Remus and yeah, Tonks so- to get cornered together and literally die holding hands, you take that away. Yeah, like, so- they don't even cover Teddy, their son. Right, so it's, it's kind of like... Like, Harry... 2.0 yeah so, in essence. so it's kind of like what i remember in that that it kind of cuts to the scene where like they have the triage and you see like there's people injured and or dead and that's that's how they they sold that in the, the final harry potter oh what's that sorry happened? yeah sorry what, what was krampus in the corner exists i select on the market uh, she'll just let me know Sorry, I yeah. I came up with an idea for a Krampus doll with a book. Krampus on the couch. Someone just beat me to it. Yeah, there and now go. I must have Krampus in the corner. Lose, you lose. Krampus in the corner is better than Krampus on the couch. Well, fuck you, sir. I didn't it have is. that much time to it's think better. of it. It's better. It's better. Look, what do you want? How's she find that? What was that from? I don't know. She just said. You know your mailbox is full because she couldn't leave me a voicemail, and then she Why said, "Why is your mailbox full?" Because I haven't set up my new phone. I got a new phone in you case you didn't f- see it. I know you showed me like weeks ago. All right, well, no one leave. No one calls me. I talk to you, Kearns, uh, and Rachel. That's uh, it. Apparently, <laughs> it is unless if some it's listeners want to come and hang out with me yeah. at the bar, that would be awesome. Nah, and then she said, um, "I just wanted to let you know there is already a Krampus in the corner." Or at least, at least she's looking out for you. Pretty much. I mean, she might be doing some online Christmas shopping for me, which would be nice. Yes. But we'll we'll what's, get to that what, later. What is on your Christmas list? I'll send you an Amazon. As far as that collectible thing goes, oh, yeah, yeah. Answer that. I was curious. I, I was asking a few people. I, I was, so, so I've had such a hard time so really to, thinking um, about to, it. To bring everyone up to speed, I sent a lot of my friends a random text message asking them 
uh, how did I phrase it? The what's the one collectible? What's the one collectible you've always wanted or you've never been able to get? Yeah, or never been able to like probably like mostly afford. That's pretty kind of what much I was like. To. What's the one thing I can buy for you that you're not going to buy for yourself? Is how I read it. Well, I think yeah, all the people. Well, it was it was it was. Uh, I was curious about that for. Well, I thought you were for, Amazon Christmas shopping for, at that moment. Well, for for different people for different reasons. Fair enough. I, I put that question out, and and the the reasons are vast. Dude, they're so alright. So like, what's what, what's the um? Do we want to talk shit that Norm can't afford that could be collectible? Well, like, I'm not or talking like, about like Amazing Fantasy 15, like the first appearance of Spider Man. Like I'm not talking. Oh yeah, no, I'm, no, not, no. I'm not talking about no, that. I'm my talking mind, about like my mind immediately goes to like. The complete series DVD for Batman 66, because that's the only way you're getting commentaries, is complete Blu-ray or DVD. Okay. My mind goes to, like, Jarrett Leto, Sideshow, Joker, Batman, because that just blew me to fuck away. Oh, okay. All right. Like, there's just so fucking, like, Green Arrow, Kevin Smith, Omnibus, the fucking $100 oh, hard bat. Yeah. Like, it, it just... Pulls yeah, me just, so many like, like, it's just kind of, like but, but there's like I get that. See, I guess like a little bit too. I was like, usually for me, like the only things I buy anymore are and and you you know some of this and like you see some of it are really like I'm not really interested in collectibles. Right. What I have is just leftover, mm-hmm. you know, um, or not sold on eBay. Right. Um. There's some things I held on to for sentimental value, and I'm talking like all single digit stuff. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's like, and so the things I buy now are things that I view are meaningful. Like for example, I got a um, a Bill Goldberg football rookie um, football card. Okay, but it's when he was in college, right, with the Georgia Bulldogs. And this was a part of a set that they kind of sold locally to, I think, raise money for the local hospital. And it's not even, like, a legit football card. Like, you barely, like, have him post. He, it's like they took a picture of him on, on the field in a three-point stance. I got you. And, like, Off to the side, yeah, weird it's angle. Really I'll show it to you, okay? I think I've seen it. It's over there, right? Yeah. So, like, I, I bought that because I like... A lot of the wrestlers that started in pro sports, because to me it says like you can do two things. You can do two things at like a really high level. Right. Um, I just got the Brian Pillman one. Uh, he's he's deceased. Brian Pillman was like huge in the Attitude Era, and he played. He was a linebacker for the Canadian Football League. Sp- speaking, so I just of- got like his rookie card. I'm like v- like very happy about that. Speaking of things yeah. that were begin to collect i just want to thank you i had to spend seven fucking dollars on one of those garbage pail kid mystery goddamn oh, boxes which one did you get i got the fucking zombie dude oh but isn't that isn't that dude they're perfect were, for you look out of 12 out of 12 on the back yeah. i got one of the six that i was like fuck that guy oh, but i told <laughs> but i told you to get the heavier one the yeah, zombies no, the i, I one. had to amazon it dude i called oh, you i called tunes i called hot topic i called barnes and anywhere on my phone that like said walmart fucking yeah. walmart everywhere hey do you guys have the mystery boxes for funko fucking pink box garbage pail kids no okay Hey, do you guys have... No. Okay. Wow. Fucking like four game stops I called. I did. Because I didn't want to go. I wanted to feel the boxes. Yeah. How come you didn't go to Walgreens? 
I didn't know what I haven't seen them in Walmart. I was calling. I saw them in Walmart. They still have two. The one down here off abroad. Like they still have two of them. (laughs) Legit. All I want is Clark Kent, who was in the movie. They had to rename him because of Superman issues. Yeah, that's the the fat kid, right? That's the one with the superhero cape and the GP on his chest. Kind of. Yeah. Acne all over. Alligator. Yeah, I, want. I know you said you TV wanted. Stevie is at the top okay. of my list. They're all heavy ones so far. I see. Yeah, exactly. They're all heavy ones. See, so did, did and then there were two I would settle for. If it was like Mad Max was one of them. Okay, the, the dude yeah, that you got so over funny. there. He cracks me off. And then I forget the last. Okay, so, Adam Bomb was the the yeah. six out of the. Dude, Adam, I got Adam Bomb because he was the heaviest of the remaining three that they had. And, I believe it. And yeah. over there, he's the biggest out of uh, all of them. Yeah, he's so... But I mainly wanted the ones from... Oh, it was the, the chick with the snot, because I think oh, she's um, in the movie, and she's just renamed, too. Like, yeah, she has, like... Yeah, and she has... Grossy, like, gurry. She has, or, like, a blue dress, and right. I think the card has her in the yellow dress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but in the movie, she's in a blue dress, too. Okay. But she does everything with the finger in the nose. With and the, the finger in the nasty nose. Nasty yeah. fucking... But, it, like, seeing that just triggered, like... Yeah. I made my mom rent that movie two hundred fucking times. Yeah. Like I want the ones so, from so, the movie. <laughs> okay, so like, so this is a little bit of what I was getting at. So I know you said like the Kevin Smith, you know, the Kevin Smith book and the the TV series. Um, but don't you think like an original set of Garbage Pail Kids is more meaning meaningful to like you and a little bit of like your history see, and, that and things be, that were impactful to you. See, that would be cool. But the problem with a set like that is at the end of the day, each one's just going to get stuck in a graphic novel and that's going to be my bookmark. Oh, no, for that no. Graphic, you, know, like, you know, that set's like a $700 set. I believe it. Oh, and I those, would keep them nice the, by keeping them in the middle of my no, Watchmen book where it can't get better no, fucked no, up. Those, and the, like, those cards are in snap cases. All of them, like they're, like that's it. Like you don't fuck you with frame this. them. Well, it's like like in a way, yeah. Okay. I got you. Um, but see, like I guess that's a that's was a little bit of, of the side idea that made me like trigger those like text messages. Like mm-hmm. the, the, like I was kind of just like digging because like I I I I was curious with a, a a few different people to if they had if they were a little bit like me because like what I want collectible wise or things that i really view are me like that's meaningful to me they're like almost like extensions of my beliefs and methodology and stuff like that you know mm-hmm. so like going back to like some of those football cards uh you know being able to do two things great it's right. like a very big concept with me um you know because i think we live in a world where like you have to do more than two things great you know i think the previous generation was okay with you being great at one thing mm. and now you have to be exceptional across the board and you know like just seeing some of those guys perform at a high level as a pro athlete and then come you know many of them becoming some of the top talents wrestling's ever seen i'm like you know like that's kind of like really cool and now some of them too are are they're commentators they're podcasters right. like chris Jer- like i have chris jericho's father's uh, rookie card Okay. Because it's like part legacy too. And I'm like, you know, I was like, that's so freaking cool. His father played pro hockey and he played hockey. And, but he's Chris Jericho. He's an author. He's a podcaster. He has Fozzie. You know, he, mm-hmm. he, he performs in the band. 
and he he is like becoming a commentator within wrestling. Well, <laughs> I miss the Bacon Brothers at Union Transit. Uh, the, bacon, the, the, uh, the band just you talking about him being in mm-hmm. a band just snapped that off. Yeah. So like, and to me, so like to me, like two, like two, two of the things that are somewhat like that I would spend money for is Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He played football for Miami, for the Miami Hurricanes. Okay. The Miami Hurricanes had two runs of national championships that are like kind of like unprecedented in college athletics and overall sports. So he was a part of this one team. Yeah. And he was part of this one team. And essentially, um, they made like college football rookie cars through Bumblebee Tuna. Okay. Now, on his team, there was also a guy called Ray Lewis, two-time Super Bowl winner, and Warren Sapp, one-time Super Bowl winner. Righto. So that was the team. And The, the Rock-, Rock actually played with... Yes. No shit. Right. That's Warren it. Sapp and Ray Lewis. Yeah, so, like, that's... No shit. That's what I mean about, like, see your wow. reaction. So, like, imagine, like, his, his high well, level. Well, they're, like, old heads. So they would have had to be, like, close to retiring. He'd have no, to be, like, they're close all, to college. they're all within, like, the same age. No shit. Yeah, right. But... Look, looks what look what pro sports does to people. Yeah, as opposed oh, to like the God path that that damn. the rock took. Yeah, so so at that point, um, these cards were a part of a single sheet. Like you got them rolled. Okay, and you you had to tear them off. They were, had perforated edges. So so some sheets are still out there. Okay, and some people snapped off the cards, and you can get the cards individually. Right. The Rock one is like, you know, probably like two to three hundred dollars. Okay. Okay. But um like that was one of the things that like would be on my list. So I was just like I was just kind of poking, but I was also like not really fishing for like present ideas, but like the the timing seemed right though. I feel you. <laughs> you know, and I was like, well maybe if I do get a couple good ideas, you know. But I'm not even like to be honest, I'm not even sure I'm doing uh gifts this year. All right, like, I will be right back. Oh yeah, you gotta go. Norm's gotta go. Norm's. I will. I will pause. I think we're gonna pause. And we uh, we took a little break there. Yeah, we had to relieve ourselves. Finished some alcohol. Had yeah. an in-depth life conversation. You know, Norm smoked gotta, a cigarette. Gotta chew people out sometimes. What do you want? Well, I know we were chewing. Um, just trying to discussing or making things better. Right. No. It's all about the content for you guys. Yes, and um, you know, life, life, life's passions confuses that sometimes. Well, what, one of one of my things, I say this a lot. Your your mind, like what you want internally, is bad stuff. Like it's almost like when you listen to yourself, it's bad stuff. Like you crave McDonald's, bad stuff. Eat chicken, eat kale. Okay, you're and me talking here. I eat chicken, kale, rice for most of my meals every single day. Okay, but um, your mind will tell you uh, it's it's going to take too long to read that book. Don't buy that book. I I I, I don't know if there's any statistic out there. I don't think it it could ever be, but I'll, I'll guarantee that most books, you know, bought through Barnes and Noble, are unread. 
you know, most books downloaded for the Kindle are unread. And actually, Kindle could give you those statistics because they actually know how much time you spent on the page. Okay. Okay. But they'll never, never, like, you'll never find that out. Okay. You know, but the mind will tell you, like, oh, that's a lot of work. You really shouldn't do that. Your mind will even tell you that, hey, maybe you should get some sleep. Maybe you should do this. Maybe, like, do this. Um, the more you tell yourself no, the more you're going to grow, the more the, the more of a powerhouse you're going to develop yourself into. Um, I wholeheartedly agree to that, okay? Uh, anyone that knows me, like, again, uh, and this is me just talking from experience, knows that, you know, like, I believe in building things. And there's a lot that goes into it sometimes. Uh, it's never easy. It's never simple. Uh, even us sitting here to record this is... A big feat. Mm-hmm. It's a feat in just managing our schedules. Yep. Okay. And that's why we had a gap. But at the same time, um, it's about delivering a product. And I think that's a little bit of what we were discussing. We were kind of discussing having a love for the content and Rogue One and Doctor Strange and, and all these awesome things and the history of everything. And then it's like, producing a show, making a show. Like, there's a weird middle in there somewhere, okay? Because at the same time, like, your passion brings you to this door. Like, you walk through the door, but at, then all of a sudden, it changes. Right. Okay? Yeah, you know, like, a lot of athletes talk about, like, you you stop becoming an athlete when you accept a paycheck. You become something else. Like, if, if you want to be a pure athlete, you stay in college and play college ball. Once you hit the pros, you cease to become an athlete because it's a different apparatus. I think there's a little bit of that, you know? But the, one of the reasons why I'm, I'm so animated on doing this and doing this well and staying on top of it is because I know a lot of people, like five of them right now, like off the top of my head, that have all started this, like went down this road and they all gave up one by one. Right. Okay. And, you know, I think we're already, I think we are at six recorded episodes, six or seven, uh, you know, with, with the one special edition. We might have some numbering issues in, in the beginning because I believe our Suicide Squad episode was like a special edition because it was like somewhat themed. He named it something smack this. Yeah. Uh, like I'm going to redo that before we uh, resubmit to iTunes. Okay. Um, so it's just going to be like straight numbering. But at, uh, but at the same same point, though, it's kind of like you, like, you know, we want to make this good, but we don't want it to take away from, like, other things we're pursuing. Like, you know, like staying on top of a TV show. Uh, you know, like, even with me... Uh, you know, like I backtrack a lot. I read, you know, like I read a lot of things around movies that, that I grew up loving as a, as opposed to delving into the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I always want to know new things about Armageddon. Right. Just like I'm so obsessed with that movie. The more I know, like just the, the happier, the giddier I get. Um, it, I think it's awesome having really high facts about, <laughs> like high level facts around the movie that, you know, a lot of people think is 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 horrible and but at the same time it's like wow man like so much good work went into that movie and i think when we were leaving we went outside for a little bit like you 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 did touch on something that i think 
is the evolution of what we're doing, which is it's a blowback. I think we're in a blowback phase of the negativity that's out there. Okay. Um, we we're going to our next episode, and this mm-hmm. is the first time we're promoting a themed episode. This it, is true. It's going to be Ghostbusters. Right. The new one. The, the new the one. The female led twenty Yeah. Fifteen, okay. sixteen. And and not to go into like the background of like how we're going to do the themed episode and the, the preparation we're going to do for it, but essentially yeah, you know, it's going to be a discussion on the movie, mm-hmm. honestly, uh, without these uh, pre-structured talking points. Right. And a lot of these pre-structured talking points, um, like, has already labeled the movie. Right. Okay. We're coming into it like we woke up tomorrow, and there is a brand new Ghostbuster movie sitting on the shelf right. at Walmart. Yeah. And, and we bought it to watch it. Yeah. And you know what, too? Like, maybe even approaching it to the point of of this is our first Ghostbusters movie yeah to watch okay that's a good point alright like very similar to how I how I'm re-experiencing the Star Wars movies now starting with episode one right. you know cause a lot's happened like there's things that I just didn't remember okay and and you, you kind of like mash things together sometimes you're like like you just you, or you remember the flow of a movie differently right um, I think that's the only way to understand the flow of a movie is to repeatedly watch it, mm-hmm. watch it and listen to it. Uh, you know, uh, when I was younger, I remember seeing a, an interview with Gene Roddenberry, and one of his suggestions for writing dialogue was to um, turn your back to the television and just listen. Like you know, like don't don't watch, but like listen, listen to the the TV. And so when I was younger, like I made audio cassettes of a lot of my favorite movies and would go up to my room. And in my room at the time, I had no TV. I only had like a boom box, a mattress and a drawing table. Like, you know, like that was the only stuff I was interested in and had drawings from the floor to ceiling. Like just again, like some of it was like more training. Some of it was like ideas or comic books and stuff like that. And yeah, and I spent a long time just listening to things. You know, and it's a practice I still do today to where um, I'm interested in like kind of the connections I make w- while I'm like focused on something else and I have it running in the background. And, right. and you do make connections. Like you understand things about the plot and what the flow is and, and what some of the disconnects are. Like, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like you actually spot some of some of the holes and they become more apparent to you when when you when you go through an experience like that okay and sometimes like even too like you like you're visualizing the movie even differently mm-hmm. than what you know is like on screen so i think we're going to do some of that with ghostbusters Sounds like good. we're going to kind of really go into it and and analyze it on a on a fresh level because a lot of these YouTubers, fellow podcasters, and anyone that reviewed the movie, some people ripped the movie apart to promote themselves, right. you know, clickbait, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, people were ripping it apart before it even came out. Yeah. Like, they were really against it. I think we were a little bit too, right? Like, you know? To an extent. Like, if you go back and listen. Uh, but at the same time, this 
this could be a, a, a birth of a new trend here, which is it, it's okay to love something that isn't perfect. Right. There's only a few movies that I would like. Have you ever seen a perfect movie? Like, what what are some of the movies you think that that you would say are perfect? You know, the sad thing is, is everything pops up into my mind. It's on like IMDb's top ten. Yeah. Godfather, Godfather two. Like, right. yeah. Uh, yeah. Alien. People uh, put that. Yeah. Uh, I I honestly can't think of a perfect movie i'll 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 tell you one of mine okay and of course i i should have one because i asked the question right and i know i'm putting you on the spot maybe again topic for another uh session uh big okay tom hanks okay there is that movie to me is so lean it doesn't have hardly any fat nothing but nuance nothing's explained like things just kind of happen like even like at the end when she's accepting that he's going to grow up like get younger and their grown-up lives are going to dissolve like even him asking her like hey you can come back with me and she's like well, i don't, I don't want to do high school again um and you're just like damn <laughs> like what was high school like for you mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're just like uh, uh to me that's it's such a perfect movie to me. Like, uh, it, there's very little. Like, I you, I watched that movie and I'm almost like, how how did they make this? Like, how it's how did someone write this? How did, like, you're talking like these actors aren't changing things, are they not? Like, what what was what? That's something. Like you, you can have all the commentary on that movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I would also say The Exorcist. Okay, I just feel like for. Like what that movie does, like for what it does, and what like it's, it's so common now. It's a possession movie, but you know, but for at that time, and what it does, and and where, where it was during its release, meaning like, what the societal trends were, which is like Hollywood was obsessed with satanic rituals or whatever. Who knows? They could have been, you know, really doing that shit. Um, it's just perfect because it's. It. it's so much more it's so much more other than like the demon stuff like now everything's always the demon right this movie is about like people it's about the faith it's about yeah the characters the story all that yeah. stuff i mean if i had to pick one off the top of my head just rattling it off I'd have to almost say dawn of the dead 1976 yeah it's got the strong social commentary it's got a great cast yeah. It, it it drops you right in the middle of the story. Yeah. You don't need the background behind okay. it. Yeah, but you know, here here here's my one question about that movie. Mm-hmm. I, I, look, I was I remember. I think I spent forty dollars, forty five dollars, when that first got released. Like its first like real like. Like I don't know how available it was before. At one time you couldn't find it. Okay. And it came back out, and it was like a double VHS. Okay. And it was like forty five bucks, fifty five dollars at Suncoast, okay? Because it was still Dawn of the Dead. It wasn't their mark like marquee movie. Now it's kind of like at yeah. the top of the shelf. Mm-hmm. But even back then, like you, you, there was a barrier to entry for that movie, and I couldn't wait. Like took it home, watched it. Like was like man, like now, like and I was disappointed that Night of the Living Dead 
wasn't like Dawn of the Dead. Right. Even though like I understood how good of a movie that Dude, was. The tension built in Dawn of the the first time I ever saw Dawn of the Dead, I started it at three thirty in the morning over my summer break. Yeah. I literally ended that movie as dawn was arising. Yeah, that's all. I yeah. sat at the edge of my bed from the gas station scene until yeah. the very friggin' end when Ken's yeah. running up the ladder to so, decide what's going on. So, like, ugh. so quick, quick side note: Where are you with Day of the Dead? Is it, it ten years ago? I hated it. Yeah. Now it's kind of grown uh, on the, me a bit. The the older I got, the more that movie resonated right. with me. Yep. Okay. Yep. That's exact. Yep. Okay. And I th- I think it says something about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you got to figure he had like ten years between that. He did. The, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was him aging person. as well. Yeah. Yep. And and I do think there was like something to the point of of that is what led to Walking Dead. Oh yeah. Like it was day of the day. It wasn't wasn't dawn. You know to where this this environment this situation corrupts mm-hmm. you know like it, it it kills i get that but but it really corrupts the mind that corrupts corrupts the person the people become the villains yeah not uh, the zombies and, but getting back to dawn of the dead dawn of the dead so but my only one piece of that movie that's misplaced are the bikers Right, like they kind like we we can kind of cut them out of the movie. No, not at all. You don't think they're what? the climax? They're the whole climax. Without the bikers, the movie ends. Yeah, but, when when they've cleared the mall and barricaded the, uh, everything and they're safe, yeah, it's over. But like, it's it, it. But don't aren't they doing like weird? Isn't the one guy like taking his blood pressure? Yeah, he's a dumbass. He's taking and his so, blood and yeah, he gets like, ripped what apart. Is that yeah. you see the way it's I think like of it? Like it's like. They've lived in quote unquote the Walking Dead universe so long that they know the zombies aren't the threat, and they figure there's only yeah. a couple people holding up. But then all the shit hits, and now next thing you know, all your friends are gone, and you still have your arm in the blood pressure yeah. machine, and you're getting your fucking. Yeah. I was so hot dogs with, with that out. remake. I, I the entire time I thought that they were going to update the biker scene in some like insane fashion and it like kind of never d- didn't happen yeah they just take the guy from modern family and make him a big asshole yeah i just thought like that was like the missed opportunity with that movie mm. was that and it didn't have to be a biker gang it could have been like another fraction but represents this like a warring fraction or just even like yeah chaos beyond everything but anyway so what we'll do is we'll sign off Right now. Because we are, we're doing, like, quick side note. We're approaching these a little bit differently now. Like, we're, they're a little bit less structured. We just want to sit down and have a good time. And, and I'm interested in the type of product that that creates. And and I think this is, I think this is our, our best episode yet. It's so also far. our it's longest. Close. It's, it's running, close. it's running like uh, an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, I know. We started at like eight. Yeah. But, <laughs> but no, it's good. But we're also getting back at it, right? So we're going to we're both going to freshen ourselves up on Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and we're going to sit down. We're going to discuss it. And over here, I'm looking at we got a couple of cases of Ecto Cooler, hey, and we have some juice boxes, this Ecto Cooler, and we might, we'll probably be drinking Ecto and vodka. Sounds good. Okay, and, and we're going to do this on the weeknight, right? Yeah. 
We might have to reschedule then if we're adding vodka into it. I just want to drink the vodka, though. Well, you drink the I vodka, have, I'll drink the Ecto. I have Tito's vodka here, too. I'll bring a six-pack and I'll drink some Ecto. Tuesday that it works. is, folks. Yeah, anyway. Well, well, the, see you, well you can't say then. Tuesday. We're going to be recording. Look, <laughs> we're going to record Tuesday whenever you guys get it. When you yeah, guys right. get it. <laughs> but we're going to do this. We're uh, going to sign off Dream, Dream Warriors, right? Dream Warriors. I, I love that theme. Music <laughs> so much. Yeah, uh, and yeah, we're going to rock and roll. All right. Um, Sounds we good. got stuff to do. Amen. Yeah. I got to get up for work in the morning. Goodbye. Late. Yeah, good, goodbye. Goodbye. Night, see, night. see you later. Hey, yeah.